Welcome to the Sussex Studentpreneur Series, the podcast that shines a spotlight on the inspiring world of startups founded by students at the University of Sussex. In each episode, we'll embark on a journey of innovation and resilience as we delve into the captivating stories behind student-founded businesses. We'll explore the triumphs, challenges and lessons learned, providing invaluable insights for aspiring young entrepreneurs who dare to dream big and a deep dive that will help investors fully grasp the potential of these startups. The first episode of the series features Luke Mitchell, the Entrepreneurship Manager at the University of Sussex. Alongside the rest of the entrepreneurship team, Luke supports students and recent graduates to turn their brilliant ideas into successful businesses. Hi Luke, how are you doing? Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your role as well? Yeah, hi Berta, thanks very much for having me in here. It's great to be able to uh, talk to students and graduates about what we do uh, at the university. So yeah, my name is Luke Mitchell, I'm Entrepreneurship Manager. I manage the extracurricular entrepreneurship programme which is available to all students and recent graduates to get involved with. Nice, that sounds really fun. Um, so. As part of your role in that extracurricular bit, how do you usually engage with students? What does it mean for them as students at the university? How do they reach out? Yeah, there's there's quite a few pieces to it and sort of points of engagement. I mean, fundamentally, I would say that a, a very common way that they would engage is through a one-to-one. So any student or recent graduate can book in and see a member of the team for a one-to-one to talk about starting their own business, going freelance, starting a social enterprise. Um, and the kinds of students that we meet are, can be at very different stages. So you can meet the student who has just started to develop an idea or who wants to develop an idea through to a student that's already trading, already got something up and going, and they might be looking for some funding or looking to get connected to a specialist that can help them. So it's very broad ranging. Um, one-to-ones, we have workshops, we have a number of workshop programs I can tell you about. Um, the, the significant ones are Ideas Lab in autumn, uh, which is very much aimed at the curious stage entrepreneur. Um, and that moves them through to developing a business plan. Um, and then we have other workshop programs like uh, the Accelerator, which takes place in the summer. And that's to help those who are about to launch or have recently launched to make sure they get off to a really good start that takes place over six weeks. So there's a variety of different things. We also have online resources, which they can engage with. Um, and as I say, we can act, um, connect them with specialists. We have a lot, a uh, big network of external uh, experts who we connect our students with where they need very specialist advice. Yeah, that sounds good. But that sounds a lot of work for only one person. So who else is on the team? Like, is it a big team, a small team? How does the team work? Yeah, it's not just me, fortunately. Um, there are a few others. So we've got two enterprise officers who help. We're very hands-on and we all kind of muck in and get involved in all, all kinds of things. There's not a, a great kind of division of specific uh, duties, but uh, we our two enterprise officers help with delivery of events. Uh, we'll also offer one-to-ones. Um, and then additionally, we have um, a careers and enterprise consultant who some of the students may have come across in their uh, academic studies um, who goes in to try and embed entrepreneurship into the curriculum. Um, so you may, hopefully students have noticed that Sussex is a very entrepreneurial university and has entrepreneurship um, embedded in its vision for the future and its strategy. Um, and uh, as I say, we have a staff member whose job it is to try and make a curriculum more entrepreneurial. Apart from the 
um, entrepreneurship team, there's also the Innovation Center on campus. Do you work with them as well? Yep, that's right. There's the Innovation Center who um, very conveniently provide the incubator stage of our program. So all those that are passing through the accelerator have got launched or about to launch. They then have a further 12 months of support provided to them by uh, Sussex Innovation, um, who are obviously highly skilled at delivering that kind of uh, support and also have a whole network within their own building of successful businesses that our students can then get involved with and start networking with. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds really good. I think that as a student, especially from a non-business background, my next question is, why would it be relevant for a non-business student to engage with the entrepreneurship team in general? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. And it's one that's really important to us in the team. We, we are for everybody. We, we're not just for the business school students, although they're very welcome to get involved as well. In, as well. And in fact, just to let you know, we actually have um, obviously uh, most good businesses and good uh, services have some kind of measures of their success. And we look every year to make sure that the proportion of students that we're reaching in each of the different schools is reflective of the number that there is at the university generally. So if we saw, for example, there's nobody in global studies engaging with us, then we we would uh, need to address that and find out. But generally, actually, the the um, we have a fairly balanced um, involvement, as you will have seen as someone who's been involved in the programme. We have students from all all the schools that get involved. Uh, it's really important uh, in terms of what why you should get involved if you're not a business student. Um, entrepreneurial skills, uh, we're talking about teamwork we're talking about having a vision creative thinking uh selling financial literacy you're going to develop and and get better at a wide range of entrepreneurial skills which are going to help you in your career whether or not you start your own business they'll be very useful not just in your career actually in your life in general um so it's good fun uh you 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 make new friends uh you open your mind um we're very encouraging of just trying things, getting something started, having a go at starting a business. It doesn't have to be your destiny for the rest, you know, something that you need to spend a lot of time doing for the rest of your life, but just come and get involved while you're at university and see what you can do. Yeah, I've noticed as well that, well, earlier on, you mentioned that it's not only a business, it's also if you want to become a freelancer. And I feel like those are quite common everywhere, not only in the business world, but freelance work can be done from many different industries. That's right. We've heard about the rise of the gig economy in recent years, haven't we? So, yeah, a lot of uh, students here, particularly if we look at the media arts and humanities, they will be going into fields where freelancing is very common. Um, and again, it can be difficult to engage people who are destined to a fr freelance career um, because they're very often very focused on their trade, their their craft. But I, I would say to them, you do need, unfortunately, to be, you're, a, you're a one person operation and you need to be good at some other things as well. So by coming and getting involved and looking at learning, for example, how to develop your communication skills, how to manage your finances, how to make, how to make sure you get paid by your clients, how do you get clients, how do you sell to them? These are all things that you will get better at and things that we support through the Entrepreneurship Support Service, um, the development of that, of that skill or those skills. Um, so yeah, we are for freelancers as well. Uh, one thing I would say actually is it's, it's also really important that we, what we're trying to do here is because entrepreneurship can have a very a narrow definition in some people's minds. If you Google entrepreneur and you go to Google images, you're very likely to see Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, similar characters, similar kinds of backgrounds, similar kind of businesses. 
entrepreneurship is clearly a lot more than that. At Sussex, we have a lot of students that are interested in social entrepreneurship. We have a lot of freelancers. Um, those names that I mentioned, none of them were female. At Sussex, we have more females engaging with the entrepreneurship support service than we do males. So it's really important that we get that message out and people don't feel put off that this is for a certain type of student or person. This this service is for everybody. Yeah, and if you feel like you are not ready to start a business yet or start thinking about your post career like post university options but would like to still get involved is there any way that you can support people that are already starting a business or any way that you can attend any sessions that might also interest you in the future yeah that's another really good point actually because there's a number of um, responses to that first of all i would say we we know for it's a fact that a lot of businesses the first businesses don't necessarily succeed so is useful to practice starting up a business um it may not be the one that you end up you know growing into something significant um so get involved and just start doing something is is a good idea anyway secondly uh one of the biggest issues that we have are uh in terms of problems what we need to solve for our students is uh, for example a student from the business school will come along with an idea for an app but they won't be an app developer they need to find one um, similarly, an app developer might come along who's kind of interested but doesn't actually have an idea. So connecting students so they can work together. So if you came along without an idea, you could find somebody. Uh, we also know that most successful businesses grow more than beyond one, more than one person. So finding other people can help you, you with your chances of success. So there's that angle as well. And then finally, in terms of other ways that students get involved, we have interns. So at the moment on our accelerator program, we have um, student interns from the second year who are supporting our startups to grow. So there's that way in as well. Why do you think on that note that being the first employee, if you wish, or being part of the co-founding team of a startup could help you in your career, even if it's not a entrepreneurial business career as traditionally thought of? Well, I mean... In startup world, uh, that position of being the first employees has got some sort of uh, acclaim to it, actually. So were, you, was, were your startup that you worked with to go on to become something a household name or, or at least fairly well known? Um, to have been that first employee is a big thing. So on that sort of fairly superficial level, I suppose, but nevertheless, one that might get you attention during a job application or, or in, in an interview situation, that's a great thing to have done. But more Importantly, I guess, being that first person, being working hands-on on the the nurturing of at such an early stage of a business is you're going to make a, a massive impact. If you compare, I'm, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say that working as an intern in a large company is something that you that nobody should do, but consider working as an intern on a very small company and the amount of impact that you can make in that situation. It's quite enormous. Yeah, that that's true. Honestly, I can also speak like from my end, having been part of, of both worlds now, I guess like being part of a larger organization and being on this journey of developing my own social enterprise at the moment, it's so different and every day is a whole new world. And I've learned so much already and it's, it's so challenging, but in a really good way that uh, I would have never thought I would get the opportunity to do. So I feel very grateful for the opportunity. Um, I was talking about my social enterprise or my project, but I want to hear about some of those success projects that hope have come out of the entrepreneurship provision in general at the university or any special mentions that you would like to make? Mm. 
Ooh, singling somebody out. I'll have to be careful what I say. But what's going to be really nice is next week uh, we have our demo day, uh, which marks the end of our accelerator, where we have all of our current accelerator cohort pitching their businesses to investors and startup communities supporters. And we've invited back two generations, two previous cohorts of accelerator participants to come back and be involved, watch, but also some of them to have stands. So uh, thinking of a couple of those that are coming back, uh, University, which is a, a platform that encourages students to get more involved in sports at university. They're doing very well. Um, they are on their second round of funding now. Uh, they're making profit or they're making revenue. Um, it'll be great to see them come back. Uh, I, th- I think that you know they're, they're a fair-sized team as well, so it's been good to see them grow staff-wise. So that's a great success. Um, we've also got... Uh, this is just I'm just mentioning this because it's an interesting of example of that not necessarily everything that you start is what you end up doing. But we've got Theo coming back who took part in the accelerator with a different business to the one that he runs now. So he was um, he had a, a culinary app actually a, a recipe app and now he is working on a drinks brand. It's a rum mixer. So he'll be back serving up rums, cocktails, which I'm sure will be much appreciated at the end of the day. Um, so there's there's a couple there, but I think. You know, uh, there, there are obviously like the legendary ones from the university as well that uh, many people will be familiar with, like Darren Tankrang, our entrepreneur mm-hmm. in residence, uh, who founded Trim It, the mobile barber, um, Uber for haircuts, uh, Molly Masters, feminist uh, uh, book subscription service, still out there doing very well, went on Dragon's Den last year. Jeez, uh, she's hosting stuff around Brighton as well. I got, I got to meet her last month, oh, actually. Oh, fantastic. I went, I went to her book lab through books that matter as well and it was amazing to be able to connect with her as well and say hey like i'm part of the entrepreneurship provision now as well like like you were and she was really excited to hear about that yes Uh, and actually what you were saying there about the way that you've developed whilst you've been involved in the service reminded me of somebody else who uh won our social impact prize last year Um, one of the great rewards of this job is actually seeing how people grow through that the their involvement and their activities so last year's winner who i think i would you know if you can i think will do great things in the future um jasmine um who founded uh um protective bubbles which is a goes over the top of your glass to stop your drink prevent your drink from being spiking it's also very whilst it's not a nice problem as a drink spi- drink spiking that is it's nice when you see students trying to address problems that they see in the world around them that they are experiencing as well. And that's actually a good way to start a business, look at things that you can, problems that you'd like to solve. Um, she's another one that, that will be back at Demo Day as well as a previous Accelerator participant. Well, I'm really excited to to get to meet her as well. But yeah, you're right. And I feel like that is one of the key things that comes with being part of the entrepreneurship team and like as a student being part of of the provision as a whole which is that you don't necessarily need to be driven by profit which is sometimes what people think when they think of businesses is that you might be driven by making an impact socially or environmentally and that has just as much um, potential I would say. Yeah and it's something that we both encourage and monitor in terms of um, ensuring that we want every student to be considering the impact their business makes in the world through its creation. It doesn't mean that we expect them to be making a really significant social impact, but at least you're making something, you're putting something into the world. So what is it? what effect is that having? Um, so we do monitor uh, all of those that we work with. Um, how are they looking? How, how is their business relevant to SDGs, actually? 
And we well, this is the first year that we've done it, but we're expected to have something like 90% of the businesses that we're working with have some um, relevance to addressing SDGs, which is great. Um, That's an incredible statistic as well. I feel like pushing people to make the world a bit better, it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. But um, we've, we've touched on a variety of topics. I think the next one that I'm very interested in is about the Summer Accelerator And maybe you can tell us how it came to be and, you know, how it's evolved over time and some of the, you've touched on it already, but some of the of the wishes or, or the um, outcomes that you expect from people that take part in it, which we'll be then presenting this year, well, next week on, on Demo Day. Yeah, very happy to talk about that. I'll give you a bit of context. So before 2020, um, Really, the only entrepreneurial opportunity offered extracurricularly at Sussex was Startup Sussex, this annual ideas competition. In 2020, there was a significant investment made by the university in expanding what we offered, reaching more students, giving more students the opportunity to get involved in entrepreneurship. So then we had to design a new program, which, as I've explained at the start, covers from curious stage all the way through to, to trading. Um, so there are bits, various bits and pieces that fit within that. The accelerator fits kind of... Uh, in that later stage of post-Startup Sussex, they've got their uh, their plan uh, validated by judges. They've been given some money. Okay, go out and make your idea um, a success. Or, and also, we also attract onto the Accelerator others that are in a similar position but maybe didn't part, take part in Startup Sussex. Accelerator is an intensive six weeks of interventional support, really, to make sure, okay, it's the summertime now when we potentially can, one of the drivers is you can lose all that work that you've done with the students over the course of the year could be lost if they get pulled away into work and other uh, distractions. So it's like, here's six weeks of intensive support to try and ensure you can get this business up and running. Um, and as you know, uh, that comes in a variety of forms, including workshops, one-to-ones, uh, funding, and um, interns, and a few other things. Um, so it exists, it exists to support them, those students and try and ensure that they're still trading or they get trade to trading point. And then the incubator exists to ensure they're still trading after 12 months. So everything comes with an objective. Each I won't go into too much of the detail about each one, but each of our bit of our program, we want to get students from one place to another by the end. Ideas Lab, early stage thing, we want to get them to doing a business model canvas, which is a very simple one-page business plan. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Um, I wanted to also add for statistics people that Pete said that 80% of the businesses that they get in the innovate in the innovator in the incubator, sorry, um, then go on to to keep trading after they finish uh, five years of trading. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After yeah. five years, which is pretty impressive because I feel like the primary statistic that you see when you search startups is that nine out of ten fail at some yep. point so the fact that you're not only combating that and proving that that's not right but also giving students actual support and hands-on support and helping them throughout all of those stages that's right very useful yeah and i think so these early stages are the most crucial so if if you can get to a certain if you can get to trading and get sort of trading to the sort of three to five years you're probably going to be okay clearly there's marketplace developments that may affect your business but it's really important the earlier you are the more this the more the support is relevant what we tend to find is that as the students businesses grow and, and go on 
the less they're likely to need our support. Whilst we do still retain relationship with free, we celebrate them, we stay connected. And what's really lovely is then you'll start to see some students coming back and or graduates coming back and um, connecting with the current cohort. Um, but yeah, the, the longer you go on, the, le the more likely you are to need a very specialised kind of support that isn't sort of a, um, a available through the university or at least would be available for a referral. So yeah, um, it's I think if you're going to support a business, it's crucial to support them at these early, early stages. Yeah. What about if you are an international student and your time in the UK might be limited or uh, you've only been in the UK for a couple of months? How can you support, how does the entrepreneurship team support international students that are in that position? Yeah, so we, we aim to be as relevant and useful to international students as we do all students. Um, we, except in very exceptional circumstances, we try not to exclude them in any way from what we're offering. Where we do have to exclude, and they will be aware of this, is around there are some visa compliance issues around trading. Um, but what the majority of what we do is accessible as an act as sort of a theoretical activity. So they're very welcome to come along to practice, to get involved. And there's nothing uh, that would be a problem on their visa compliance if they are networking, connecting, make, uh, making friends, building business contacts, uh, filling out uh, business plans, etc. That's all fine. Um, so yeah, again, a lot of international students are interested in what we do. Um, just reminded me of another international student success, actually, somebody who studied here and is now running a very successful kind of, uh, if you're familiar with the British company Checker Trade, mm -hmm. uh, which connects you with local tradespeople. Yep. Um, she's doing an equivalent of that in an African country right now. Wow. And that's that's gone very well for her. She's also received investment, Michelle. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say that we, international students, are, everything is relevant to you and we will support you as much as we can as well. Yeah. What about um, students that are on their final year? Does that support end when they graduate? Nope, it doesn't. Uh, we we are part of Careers and Entrepreneurship, which supports students up to three years after graduation. So that's where we have to draw the line. That sounds good. So even if you graduate, you can still access all of this wonderful information and resources. Um, I wanted to, to now ask if, you know, any students or recent graduates are listening to this and have been really hyped by this episode, where would they go if they wanted to get in contact, to reach out or to just be updated about things that the entrepreneurship team does? Yeah, so if they're a current student, they'd be going on to Student Hub and finding the entrepreneurship pages, which we'll be updating over the summer uh, to reflect the new offer for the new academic year. Um, if they get stuck at any point, because I understand there's a lot of information out there, just drop us an email, entrepreneurship at sussex.ac.uk, and one of the team will get back to them and point them in the right direction. Amazing. We'll make sure to include all of that information in the show notes as well. So anyone that is listening to the episode can check the show notes and find links to the website and also find the link to the email address. I think that you've covered everything. It sounds amazing as a student partaking in this year's Summer Accelerator, I can only speak incredibly highly of, of all of you and the amount of effort is put into everything that the entrepreneurship team does is commendable. So you should be very proud of all of the work that you do. And yeah, any, any final thoughts on that? Um, I would just end by saying, Berta, it's also about what you put into it. Like what makes it fun to be is when you see students engaging. So I'm really grateful for you, what you and many of the others on the Accelerator program have given to the program because you make the program happen and you make it fun to, to work yeah. on. 
it's been it's been great. I've met so many cool people as well, which I think networking is one of my was one of my key points and it's definitely been one of the best things that I've got out of the whole thing. So I'm really grateful for that, especially because I know that there will be connections for a long, long time as yeah. well. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Luke. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your thoughts. No problem. Bye. Bye. This series was hosted and produced by Berta Santos, and it was a collaboration between the entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex and 76 Podcasting, the student-led podcasting network, also at the University of Sussex. The jingle in this series is a snippet of the song If You Lived Here You'd Be Radioactive By Now by Aldous Ignite.